It's time for another one episode of your favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm here. I'm Nick Sorensen, your host for the night. Here to join me as a special co-host is our good buddy, Ed Underwood. How are you doing today, good buddy? Good evening, everyone. And we have a new buddy on the show today. We have yeah. our Bo Westerin. How are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well, Nick. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Do you mind if I bring one more buddy onto the show real quick? Sure. You ready, buddy? All righty. A little surprise for you before we begin. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I thought he might have been joining us. I was not on a but I thought maybe. <laughs> just for a little bit. I just wanted to say hello, and uh, and really, uh, I'm so excited that people are going to get to hear uh, some about what you do. You're a, you're a fine uh, person and a great uh, tarot person as well, and... Uh, just people having time with you is a real treat. So I'm mm -hmm. glad you're doing this. Real gift. I appreciate that, Ken. Thank you. I got to ask, how do you know these two? Oh, we go back. Not too far. Um, but so, so I learned about Kenton before I ever personally met him um, through his work with Wonder Words and, and, work in the magic and mentalism community. Um, so I knew the name for a little while. And then I joined his inner sanctum. Uh, I don't know how much you know about that or can't say much about that, honestly. <laughs> but joined the inner sanctum. And it's been a, just going on a little over three years, actually. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like just yesterday mm. when I <laughs> joined. But um, yeah, so joined the inner sanctum. And I'm trying to remember if I met Ed online before ever meeting you in person. Definitely met you at one of the Inner Sanctum gatherings, which we really, really can't talk about. <laughs> but yeah, got to go out to Phoenix, uh, Arizona and met Kenton and Ed and a whole bunch of other folks in person and spent a whole long weekend with them, um, which bar none in at least in this past decade and probably my life is one of the highlight memories that i have so yeah nice nice so there is an inner sanctum guys oh yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> yep. I, not gonna say any more about that that's right sounds good sounds good so like have you got like have you guys like taught each other gifts or anything like that. Like, you know, Ed's a juggler. Kenton specializes in mentalism. You have tarot cards. Have you guys like ever like just hung out and performed with each other? Yeah. Not formally. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say formally. I mean, we, we did a little bit of that at the gatherings. Um, but I, I am definitely much more of a, uh, a a student i i kind of am soaking in as and soaking up as much information and knowledge and wisdom as i can um so, yeah. don't let bauer fool you though he's also he's he's such a an intuitive uh reader and he's also such a great student that uh, bauer takes his work incredibly uh intensely and detailed and serious seriously he works all the time. Um, uh, he He's one of my private students, so I see him every week for hours on end, um, and he does work all week long, just on tarot alone. So, uh, and he's been doing that for years. So he's he's not just a student. <laughs> he, is, he is definitely somebody who is out there and does, does real tarot, not just uh, fly by night, fly by your pants, make stuff up. I learned it on the internet kind of tarot. He's he's a very good student of tarot. Nice. So he's one of your star pupils, huh? Yeah, he is definitely one. Mm -hmm, absolutely. How long have you been teaching him for? Mm, well, it's about three years. Nice. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Now, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was... I'm sorry, Nick, what? Is he a good teacher by chance? Nah. Oh, one of the best. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I started with the Inner Sanctum, uh, going through that, and then Kenton very graciously offered to ha teach 
one-on-one. -on -one, and I, I jumped at the opportunity. I said, yes, absolutely. Get to spend more time with you and learn from Kenton. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign on the dotted line? Do you want my firstborn? No, it didn't go that far. <laughs> I was about to say, did you read um, the, the fine print? Yeah, we only went for the second born, so it was easy. <laughs> like I said, did you read between the fine print there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I did, but it seemed to be disappearing as I was reading it, so that was kind of Yes, funny. it's one of those. And you should see the writer. It's like this thick, so it's mm -hmm. it. <laughs> It's one of those where you need the magnifying glass just to see, yeah, the, exactly. just to see the font. And, and Kenton, um, I, I want to say, before I was coming on here, my wife, uh, Sarah, was saying, now, don't sell yourself short. You, mm -hmm. you are, even before you met Kenton, you were serious about learning tarot and... and so, and, and she knows me, she knows that I, I am very self-deprecating, self-effacing right. and, and all like that. So I, I appreciate you. Yeah, it's up. just, it's just the truth. I mean, for people who don't know you, you know, he, he this is a, a really great intuitive reader as well as a highly trained reader. I mean, most people who, who hire themselves out of tarot, tarot as a tarot reader, they don't study every day for years and years and years on end uh, to do what they do. Bauer has, and he continues to do so. So, you know, yeah. I, Bauer is a very sincere student. You can tell he's quite humble. <laughs> oh, um, it won't tell you everything that he's really uh, able to do. But, yeah, don't. I'm with your wife about that. Uh, it's great that you're as humble and as approachable as you are, and that, makes a, uh, again, makes you a great reader. Uh, because people are comfortable with you and know you're not about yourself you're about it for them and helping others and uh, that's you know that's a gift doesn't doesn't mean you can't uh, claim your acknowledgement because a whole lot of people around the world know who you are and you do great readings and that's a fact so mm -hmm. there you go thank you like this guy says it just a lot of people don't study they just look at youtube I mean, I'm, I'm something off of YouTube, like yeah. I did a flat tire. They have to tie a tie before their big job interview. And they're still like the interviews at like 10 o'clock and at 9.55, they're still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Right. Uh oh. So, and I purposely uh, am, because I'm in an undisclosed location and I, um, I purposely am using a green screen so you can make all the funny tarot thingies you want later up, up behind me and have it eat me and everything. And there you go. It'll be great. So have at it and have a good time. <laughs> that sounded like a challenge, Nick. <laughs> I think we have a green screen thing on here. But, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be scary to see what you'll do with it, though. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I'm in settings right now. Give me a second here. <laughs> Give me a second here. Let's see. I can promise you, we will not put up the tarot images that that we use. I can promise you that. We have yes, nope. Oh well, I think it's just me, but who knows? So, anywho, I got to start asking you by about tarot reading. How did you get into them by chance? So with a lot of things that over the years have meant a lot to me, it's kind of hazy exactly when and how I started. But what I can definitely say is I have been interested in reading and, and doing tarot readings for several years now. Um, I started reading books. Um, so one of the first books that I found was uh, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Um, so just reading that book and finding some other books. And I really didn't actually do any readings before for like a year. I, as we've been talking about with my personality, it was one of those, I don't know enough. I can't do it. No, I'm not going to. I just need to read more. And I, I used it as a as an excuse to, to not do do them. So it was about a year where I finally said, you know what, let me let, let me try this. Let me, let me try it out. Let me see how it goes. And I was with a local circus group um, here in town in in South Carolina, and I kind of became the the resident tarot reader. And so I did that for a little while. 
and then uh, got into the inner sanctum and got with Kenton and uh, quickly figured out, yeah, I want to learn more about Tarot and, and, and take a deep dive. And uh, did I know how deep the waters were? No. I had a suspicion. Uh, do I see the bottom yet? No. Is there a bottom? Probably not. But so, yeah, long story short, uh, read books, found a personal teacher and then uh, started doing readings. And then the idea of having a personal teacher that pushed me and said, hey, you're not going to get any better if you don't actually do readings. And so pushed me to actually do more readings and to be to practice. It's it's a practice. It's it's not something where you read a book and once you master the book, you have mastered it. No, you have to do the readings to become better at doing readings. It's one of those weird things. So it's kind of like riding a bike where you actually have to do it rather than just watching the video or just watching your friends do it, you know, and going, okay, I see how they're doing it. You actually have to do it yourself. Yep, exactly. Your, your body doesn't know how to do it until you actually do it. And then your body is like, oh, okay. Your <laughs> legs do this, your arms do this. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's exactly, it, that's a very good analogy. I like that. Yeah. With the exception of that it's not uh, like a bike that you can go to any store and get. Um, you know, yeah. the, the vast majority of people go to any given store and just buy tarot and read a few books off of any book service and uh, or YouTube. And then, you know, then they go, well, I OK, now I got to go practice. I got to go read for people. Um, that's not the best approach. And Bauer waited until he had a lot more information than he's talking about right now before he went out to start doing readings. He, you know, he had had some years of intense study, uh, not just reading a few books before he actually started started doing readings. So just to be clear for people listening out there, they think, ah, I'm going to go to Amazon and get a couple books and start doing readings too. And yeah, please don't. That's not what you do. It's more like riding a unicycle compared to a bike, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a little more like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm just taking up a bike and yeah, I could do this. It's more like a unicycle where I look like I could do this, but it looks like it's a pretty good fall if I don't. So there you yourself go. or other people if you try to do it yes. too mm -hmm. soon without, without the proper training. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see a lot of money in your future. Ooh. <laughs> I got, you know. Oh. Yeah. So talk about that. Bauer, what is the deal? Do, do you do fortune telling? I mean, because like a lot of people, what is tarot readings anyway? What does that mean for you? Yes. Excellent question. So, no, I do not consider myself a fortune teller. I'm not sure such a thing actually exists. Um, but I, I don't personally consider myself a fortune teller. I The way I like to describe it when I'm first doing a reading for somebody is saying, I'm not going to tell your future. I'm not going to predict your future. Everything that you do, every thought that you have changes what your future beholds. Um, and so I, a Torah reading is kind of an, an inner look into yourself and it's a look into who you are, things that you may not be aware of on the surface. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a good way to try to think of the other best ways to describe it that are deeper than that but yeah it's 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 not telling the future it's telling you more about yourself and discovering more about yourself i think is the best way to say that mm -hmm. so there is a difference between fortune telling and tarot reading like there is that that difference like yeah there's like a fine line there there's a you know there's like sometimes even some gray that might get mixed that some people might get confused with in some cases mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it and and Hollywood and and popular culture with uh, tarot readings really confuse the issue. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever you see someone reading tarot cards on in a movie or a TV show, they're telling somebody's future. Or they're saying, "Oh, you're going to meet a tall, dark stranger and fall in love," and that's that's not what it's about. That is not. Maybe you will meet a tall, dark stranger. 
and fall in love, but the tarot cards are not going to be, are not what, that, that's not what tarot cards are used for telling you those kinds of things. They're, it's, in, to me, it's, it's, that's, that's a very superficial way of looking at what a reading can be. It's a reading can be much richer and deeper and, and taking you and, and opening up your, your ideas of who you are and what your potential is mm -hmm. as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hollywood, I, I always like to, to say at the beginning of, of tarot readings that I'm giving, um, if the death card comes up, that doesn't mean you or somebody you know is going to die. It's what Hollywood says it means, but that does that's not what the death card would mean if we pulled the death card. Um, so a lot of people are, are scared about that. They're, they're, they're scared when they see the death card. They're like, oh my goodness, get away from me. I Reading over, uh, I've actually never had that happen because I, I, I begin my readings by saying, now I'm not going to tell you that anything as bad is going to happen. That's not what readings are about, mm -hmm. so. We have a question from the audience here. So for the general public to define that there is no like ancient powers with these cards or I'll let you take over this question too. I almost want to throw it to Kenton since he's here. Um, <laughs> um, but I'll take a stab at it. Uh, the more you learn about tarot cards and what they're capable of it, it, it kind of depends on what your def definition of mystical is. Mm -hmm. um, they can definitely show you things that you you might consider mystical, depending, again, on how you define those things. Do they control you in any way? No. Do they... Are they spirits telling you the exact thing? Like, are they spirits <laughs> saying, like, hey, you're... Like what you said, you pull the death card. Someone's not gonna, you know, someone's gonna be very sad in the near future or something like that, you know. Or like you yeah. pull like the fortune card, you're not gonna walk out on the street corner and find pick up a hundred dollar bill or something like that, you know. Right. No. It's it, if if a tarot reader is giving you really, really, really specific information, like your aunt Sally is from beyond the grave is is telling you in through this card that you are going to that you should take this job or you should marry this person or something like that then no no that's that's not what a tarot reading is is about um yeah it's much more the word that just came to my mind is it's much more practical there's a practicality in, in some ways to tarot readings that I think might surprise some people. Um, this idea of it's telling you there are different principles and archetypes within the cards, within the images of the cards, and they 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 speak to you on 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 deeper levels than just your your conscious level, and so it's something again you may not be consciously aware of what's going on within your situation and it, it can help bring those kinds of things to the surface for you okay a lot of times tarot can be used in a way that's um almost uh, almost union psychology um in the sense that it can it can help pull up things from your unconscious it can help you align yourself in different ways that you didn't recognize was going on within yourself. Um, there are tarot readers that are purely psychological. Uh, you know, many people are a mixture of, uh, who are well-trained anywhere, a mixture of both psychological and spiritual, which Bauer is. But, you know, you can look at it from a purely psychological level. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, certain imagery or what have you is not important or sacred to some people. It is, um, but not in the way that I think, again, that Hollywood shows you. Any more than, you know, um, tearing a page out of a Bible and tacking it to the wall doesn't mean, you know, you're killing God, <laughs> you know, or that, oh, there's a mystical power, in, you know, enshrined in this page in the Bible. Then again, it's just not really respectful. 
right? Of, um, and, and so, you know, it's along those lines. When I was uh, a kid growing up, I was working in a magic shop. We happened to sell tarot cards. I knew very little about tarot cards at that point. But we used to have some really fanatical people come in and buy decks, and they would, you know, ask me questions and talk to me about things. And I remember one person coming in and going, oh, my God, I'm so appalled. What? I can't believe it. Well, what's, what's wrong? Oh, not you guys. It's just... Uh, I have a roommate, and and I went to my dorm, and, and they had their tarot cards, and they put them up on the wall, and I went, okay. They went, no, it's not okay. They use, like, like tacks. They put pins in them, and oh, my God, you know, and I'm jeez, uh, you know, the, they're images, you know, jeez, <laughs> Yeah. But but I have to say now, I, I, if somebody took my cards and did that, I would be very unhappy. Um, but but it doesn't. It isn't because um, the cards represent things that are important, just like words in, in sacred texts represent things that are very important. But that doesn't make the things themselves the main issue, right? It, mm-hmm. it, that's just a symbol or representation of, of bigger things. So it's not like a situation where I take a tarot card, pin it against my wall right here. Tonight yeah. it's going to visit me and haunt me for the rest of my life or something like that. You know? <laughs> not unless you're going to go out there and go, I dare you spirits to come get me. You know, I probably not. Know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, let me jump on that question because mm-hmm. when, when I first uh, started to have any understanding of this at all, uh, as limited as it is still, um, the question, because I was in the, the more southern state area of our nation, uh, was uh, somebody would see this and, and it was a trigger automatically. Automatically mm-hmm. it was a trigger that you had those T cards. Okay? <laughs> they just called them T cards. You know what it stands for. I'm not going to say it. And they would be like, hey, listen, man. I go to a fundagelical evangelical church. I've been a methobacterian my whole life. If I look at those cards, am I like dabbling in a strange religion? Right. That was a big fear they had. How would you address that? That actually is a, another question from the general public. Like, you know, there are people who actually believe in that these cards have powers or spells. Like I mentioned, you know, like people that believe if I take one of these cards and just go right to the wall, then tonight I'm going to be... Yeah. I have a pretty good background uh, in lots of different traditions. Um, I I know um, I know of other people from other religions saying that other religions have this belief, but uh, I don't know a single Wiccan, for example, um, that uses tarot cards as a way to cast a spell to do evil things against somebody else. <laughs> that's just that's again very Hollywood, um, but it's not. No, it's not legitimate. Um, do people use tarot images just like they read things out of the Bible in some, like New Orleans, for example, um, and use that in a way to contact, you know, bigger realities or higher spiritual levels? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there are those people that do that. You bet. Um, I, again, just because some Bible verses are used in hoodoo doesn't mean that everything in the Bible is hoodoo any more than some people do something with tarot means that that's what tarot is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the way I like to look at it is it's a tool. It's, it's, a, it's something that we can use for good or evil. Um, and it's, it's kind of your, the intention that you put into it that uh, determines how it's it's being used so in in that sense yeah you have to be careful these these images we we talk about them being just images but the images are powerful if we think about the idea of advertising though just the images you see in advertising are very powerful and so these images and again we could get into the history of it which i i don't know much about um but the idea behind these images are, are very ancient and very, very powerful. So it's, it's, it's again, it's kind of two head or two sides to, to a coin. Yes, they're just images, but then again, these images, they, they have a power all of their own and, and you, you should respect that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into a little bit of your business. 
let's say um, someone wanted to do a tarot reading or have you have you do it maybe virtually because of all that's going on right now. A, do you offer the service virtually? And B, where would you direct them? Like, how would they inquire about it? Yes. So question or the answer to question A is yes, I absolutely offer this virtually. It, once the quarantines hit, uh, I realized, you know, these tarot card readings, that's something you can do virtually. You don't have to be there in person. So yes, I, I absolutely do do them virtually using Zoom primarily, although if you have another uh, video source that you prefer, we could talk about it. But yeah, setting up a Zoom call and um, yeah, doing it virtually is is absolutely something that I've, I've been doing. And to, where to find me, I am working on a website right now. It is not up yet, but the two best ways to get a hold of me, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just type in my name and I am there. You can send me a message. I also have an email address that you can find me. It's bowerwesterntarot at gmail.com. So right. my name, tarot at gmail.com. All right. And if you send an email specifically to that, I will assume you are looking for a tarot reading or have questions about a tarot reading. Uh, if you want to just chat, Facebook message me and we, we can just chat. But uh, yeah, that's specifically designed for, for my tarot readings. Absolutely. Most definitely. No. Tommy, hello. Mm -hmm. Tommy's a good guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Met him mm -hmm. in one of the gatherings. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, another question from the audience. How do you feel about people who do mass readings over the internet or directed at many people? <laughs> good question. I have not done that before. Um, I mean, I, I could understand maybe talking about what this card represents kind mm -hmm. of thing, but doing an actual, I, I, I don't know exactly how that would work. Um, and, and looking at Kenton's face, I'm thinking he agrees with me. I, yeah, that, that, just, that kind of confuses me. The, the, way, the way I do tarot readings, I, I like to make it personal and, and say, let's, let's talk about what you want to talk about and, and, and the questions that you have. If there are 50 people, even if I'm psychically getting them, and I'm not saying I can do that, mm -hmm. that would just, that would be too confusing to me. I, I, I don't know exactly how I would even go try to approach that. Um, if the only thing I could think of is, again, is trying to say, trying to do a little bit of teaching what Tarot is to a mass mm -hmm. audience. That, that's as far as I would go in it, but I haven't actually done that myself. Yeah. And it kind of seems going back to what you said earlier, like the whole, uh, the whole like Hollywood thing, where you just pick out a card and like you pick out the fortune card, you know, thinking like so you could easily say like someone here is gonna win the lottery or something like, or someone here is gonna find a big fortune. You know, let's say you're talking to a hundred people over the internet. Odds are one of those one hundred people are gonna do something like get a big payday or something or get like you know find money on the street even if it's just a $20 bill that fell out of someone's wallet or something like that you know there's always that general thing like there's always that like that general that yes that can happen at any time or like that can yeah you could you could like, play you, the odds that way and 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 then yeah. if that happens you could you could claim credit for it but that 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 seems too yeah no I, I would run away from that kind of idea <laughs> I, I, I don't want disciples. I don't want people thinking I'm some somebody big and powerful like that, at least. Um, no, mm -hmm. that's, that's too much pressure. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to ask you a few questions that I always ask my buddies, as I call them, who come on the show. Sure. The first one is, in your own words, how would you describe a buddy? Hmm. Buddy to me. So when I think of buddy, I think of somebody uh, uh, that the word to me says somebody that's got your back, somebody that is there for you. If you are, if you need something, if you're in, in some sort of trouble, they're there to, to help you out as best as they can. They are there to listen, even if it's just a, a listening ear. 
sometimes that's that's what we need. We need somebody who isn't going to give us advice, isn't going to tell us what to do, but is just there to listen. And to me, that's that's kind of what a buddy is. Somebody mm -hmm. that is there for you and is rooting for you. That That's another thing. Somebody who really wants you to succeed. Mm -hmm. Hey, we got our two buddies right down here. You know? There you go. All right. Now, you and I talked briefly about this before before the show, so I think I know an answer to this question, but I could be wrong. I, I might change I, my mind. Mm -hmm. I always ask people to come on the show, if you had one charity to choose for our audience to donate to, what would it be and why? Yeah. You'll be glad to know I'm not changing my mind. Uh, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier. So in my nine to five job, I work for a company called Able South Carolina. It's a nonprofit that works with people with disabilities to empower them to be as independent and live as independent as they, they want to be. Whatever independent living means for, for them, it's very, very much driven by the person looking looking for assistance. So um, the, it's technically called a center for independent living and every state has one. So uh, I, work, I just work for one in, in South Carolina, but if you have, if any of your listeners have ones closer by, I would definitely encourage them to uh, investigate. And if they, again, they're all nonprofits, so they would always be looking for donations and they all do good work. Nice. Yeah, we have something, like I said earlier, we have something similar here in my community called the Barber Center, which does the exact same thing. Like it helps uh, individuals who do have disabilities. It helps them through education and through life, like group homes and um, finding like jobs, finding careers. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a great cause. I support it 100%. So I'm going to ask you for what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. And then I think at the end, I think we should close out the show with a little reading. Unless, uh, Ken or Ed, do you guys have any questions? Anything you want to chime in real quick? Uh, no, I just I just want to, anybody who's watching, uh, you can see how uh, honest and uh, thoughtful uh, that Bauer is. So um, if you are looking for someone, you're thinking, I'm kind of curious about getting a reading, there's your guy. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's as forthright and as honest and decent as, as he appears and then some. Uh, so... Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure Nick will remind everybody how to get a hold of you, but uh, I would encourage people to drastically do that. Um, and you know what? It's this time of year where everything's crazy, um, and we sometimes need a little help getting a different perspective. And and so it's a perfect time for reading. And you know what? It's a great gift too. You know, uh, to, instead of giving somebody a gift of well, here's some reader that I heard about. You know, I don't know if they're any good. You know. Give them somebody that's actually compassionate and caring and will help somebody you you care about. Um, what a great gift is to say, hey, guess what? I got you a reading. I mean, it's always really exciting um, and it's something that people talk about for often years to come. So I would highly encourage that. Mm -hmm. Ed, anything you want to ask our, our guest today? Um, no, I just think that... Uh... Again, I hope everyone can appreciate the fact. And it, well, let me let me do this. Let me because I'm <clears throat> earlier in the program. We were talking about the people who learn this from YouTube videos, and you know, if you go to the bookstore, you can find lots of different kinds of tarot cards. You can find them that match the movie series Twilight. You can <laughs> find them with your favorite baseball players on them. But the artwork in them is very specific for a specific reason if you're actually mining the meaning from them. Isn't that right, gentlemen? That's absolutely right. Uh, so I like to say a lot of those, and, and some of those cards will actually call themselves oracle cards. Uh, so some say they're oracle cards, but you're actually right there are he, he's getting he's getting censored because because the, the playing card companies don't like the answer. <laughs> Wait till he catches up with us here. Yes. 
call this a Walt, we call this a Walt Disney moment. Yeah, there we are. Our buddies freeze up for a minute. There he is. I think. Nope. Nope. We're, let me try something real quick. Give me one second. You do uh, it, man. Give me one. Give me one. <laughs> oh, you got me going. That's... <laughs> Oops. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, there he is. Still frozen? It's colder there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, babe. Oh, 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 we got a little bit. How's your internet connection, buddy? That happens a lot of Yeah, times. sometimes. Well, <laughs> well, folks, we have a Walt Disney moment, as I call it here, so give it a few minutes. Um, and no, it's not part of my reading. I... This, is, this is not part of your reading? Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> this is how to get out of how to get out of doing a free reading is. <laughs> yeah. So, Kenton, why don't you answer that question? We'll wait for Bauer to jump back in, and he can do his reading. Yeah, you know what the the short answer is this: there's a lot of confusing, a lot of confusing uh, supposed tarot decks um, that they call themselves tarot because tarot is popular. Uh, almost none of those have anything to do with the actual uh, proper. Um, traditional uh, meanings and the reason that matters some people scoff at that but the reason that matters is if you want to have real changes if you want tarot to really do its job um, you don't want things that are made up just like you don't want somebody teaching you how to read tarot and they're just making stuff up right you don't want a reader who just makes stuff up you don't want a deck that's just made up <laughs> either yeah. um, so the 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 most accessible deck for most people would be the Pamela Cole Smith Rider Waite. Most people know it as the Rider Waite Tarot. Um, that would be the one to grab is grab a Rider Waite and that's as close as you're gonna get as far as the mainstream regular uh, tarot deck to grab. Yep. And with I that, I think it's thought out a little bit in, over yeah. in Bower's neck of the woods, but oh, nope, nope. <laughs> no, you can do the art magician. She made him disappear. Wow. <laughs> I told him to sign out and sign back in. That usually does the trick. Yeah, usually that will work, right? Yep. So, so let, okay. me, let me ask you a question, Nick, while we're waiting for yeah. Bauer here. When when you first encountered the term or the idea of tarot, what did you think? What first came to your mind? Well, I'm not going to lie. From reading it, I was one of those people who added the T at the end. <laughs> so, you called so it tarot, like... Rhyming it with carrot, which it doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Interesting. But I have had a reading or two in the in the past, and they've been general. Like they've been really general. Like they've been the, mm. uh, you know, not say like you're going to stumble on good fortune or, you know, like I will admit they did the last reading got to a few months before I actually met her, I, I did have a reading just for fun because it was a someone that I've seen around like a bunch of like town stuff, like a lot of like mm. city events or stuff like that. So I just, and I've gone or just for fun, you know, not right. thinking anything of it, nothing like. Yeah, no, that, cause that's fortune. That's using a proportion telling kind of, and that's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, yeah. and it was very general. It was very like, Hey, you'll find fortune or Hey, you know, your loved one is, Coming is uh, yes, and they're coming right around the corner. Exactly, they're right around yeah. the corner. They're closer than you think. And yes. Yes, and no, it was and was not true. You know, right. I, I was going out and looking at every woman that I saw and being like, "Oh, are you that person? Or are you?" you know? <laughs> right. But it was. I will say there was a little bit of accuracy to it because it you're was, an old soul. That's another one everybody uses. You're an old soul. Yeah. Exactly. People go, "Ooh, wow! I like your reading." Exactly. <laughs> so, it was very um, so I got a question for both uh, Kenton and Bauer here where you mentioned like there are specific cards there are you know genuine cards mm. not just like the cards with the baseball players like Ed said or something like that where can you find those cards if there's someone who is truly serious about this art if there's someone who's truly been studying this who's truly been getting to where can they find the genuine cards so they're not just reading another you know, another ripoff card or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the, the cards that I generally do readings with the most 
are the Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, that is, and it's uh, interesting. It's one of the most popular decks, if I'm not mistaken, um, since since they came out. Um, so that's that's the deck that I go to. It's there is another deck that I use for more personal use. Um, it's called the BOTA deck, but uh, I do readings with specifically with the uh, Rider Waite Smith deck. All right. Now, buddy, it's time for what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? I think I'm ready. What is your advice to anyone who wants to do what you do and do tarot readings? Um, again, we've kind of touched on this already, but find a good teacher. Find somebody who knows what they're talking about. Somebody who will not teach you that you can do tarot readings just from watching YouTube. Um, and yeah, definitely find if you're serious about it and you should be, if you're going to do tarot readings, you should be serious about it. You shouldn't take this kind of thing lightly. So yeah, find, find, find a good teacher. And the way I am looking at the screen right here, he is just to my, to my right. Uh, yeah, just below Ed. Um, not, not to give you too much of a plug, Kenton, or <laughs> put you too Thanks. much in the, in the limelight, but seriously, he, he is, he's the real deal. Uh, he can teach you there. He actually has a, a course that you can buy um, mm -hmm. to be able to do readings pretty quickly and, and accurately, not, not just quickly, but accurately to actually be doing them for real. Uh, and then again, if you want to dive deeper, like, like I did, uh, he is, are you available? For, are you taking on more personal mentor, mentee? We can squeak them in. Yeah. We'll, we'll take on sincere students. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and it, I mean it's it's a commitment. I I will admit it. It is definitely not only a a time but a, a financial commitment. But you're you're getting your 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 money's worth. It's it is, mm -hmm. it's it's the real deal. So, long story short, too late. Find a good teacher, mm -hmm. is what I would say. And Ken, since he mentioned it, do you have like that? You offer that service online. Where can our buddies find that service if they're truly truly interested? Like they're they're serious about this. This isn't just right. Um, yeah, I, there's uh, a couple places if um, that you can probably find it. One is I think it's still on my music website, uh, which is kentonmusic.com, um, and uh, it's also their course is also available for sure at Wonder Wizards. Uh, that's with an S. Wonderwizards.com. Uh, uh, you'll see a whole bunch of magic and uh, trick magic and things there too. But if you go into courses, you'll find the tarot course. And uh, that is uh, not just from trick magicians. That's also for real. <laughs> that's for real people who want to learn tarot quickly, but learn it properly. Mm -hmm. All righty, guys. You know what I think we should, how we should end up the show? I think we need a reading. Would you be, uh, would you be willing to give us a little reading here? I certainly would. I certainly would. Um, and Nick, if, if you don't mind, I, I would like to do a reading for you specifically, if that's okay. All righty. Yeah. I'll kick you guys out for 10 seconds here. Okay. All righty. You ready? I am ready when you're ready. Yeah. All righty. So, the way I usually do these virtual readings, they would be a little bit different if, if we were in person, but the general gist is the same. So, so Nick, I, what I want you to do as I'm shuffling the cards here, I want you to think of a particular question or idea or thing, something that you want to ask the tarot as far as anything you might be struggling with or a question that you have in mind about yourself right now okay do you have something in mind yep so what what is what is your question mine would be finances for the future finances for the future 
All right. And as we talked about earlier, this isn't fortune telling. So yes. I'm not going to yeah. be saying, yes, you're going to win the lottery. Yes. But what we're going to do is we're going to sort of center this, this reading around the idea of around finances with, with that in mind. And again, if you were here in person, if we were together, you would be able to see the cards um, laid out on the table. Uh, what I'm going to do is I will hold up the card for you when I pull it mm -hmm. and we will talk about it. And then what I will do afterwards is I'll take a picture mm -hmm. and I do this for all everybody I do a reading for virtually. I take a picture and I send it to you. So you'll have all of the cards that you uh, were in your reading to look at at a later date. Does that make sense? Yep. Awesome. So I'm just going to finish. And again, if we were here in person, what I would do is I would have you cut the cards yourself. <laughs> but since we are not right next to each other, I'm just going to finish with one more shuffle and then we will get started. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. And I'll probably, for, for time's sake, I will probably, because we want to probably do this 10, 15 minutes at tops. Uh, we could go much longer, but um, probably only going to pull three cards. Um, so first card I pulled, can you see that there? Page of Cups? Yes. Make sure I've got it. So the Page of Cups. So if we're looking at this card, the page is all about kind of learning things, kind of at the beginning of things. If we think about the, the page, it's the first of this, the uh, court cards. You've got the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. So the page is all about the idea of beginnings and learning and figuring things out and saying, hey, and, and trying things out and saying, hey, does this work? Does that work? And sort of having that, that spirit of, of discovery and, and things are new, things are fresh. Does that make sense for you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as, as we look at the card there, you can sort of see all of those ideas within it. The, the page is, is looking at the, the cup that he's holding with, with the fish and the cups. It's all about emotion. It's all about, if we were thinking about a regular deck of playing cards, it would equate to the heart, the heart suit. So the, the cup suit, it's about emotion. It's about imagination. It's about, what are some of the other things you could say with, with, with the cup? Like passion or? Mm, not so much passion necessarily. Um, that is more that would be more um when i when i think of passion i think more maybe the wands with with that <laughs> um but yeah so this is again it's this idea of uh emotional energy of of love of imagination um and so if we think about that would you say for you that as far as financial things, as far as things that you, we all have to make money in this world. It's kind of, kind of, kind of the way things work. Would you say you want to do something that you're passionate about, that you, you find that you're kind of emotionally driven to do? You don't want to necessarily do a nine to five where you're just doing it to, to make the money. You want to actually make a difference in the world, right? Absolutely. And you're looking at it right now. Yeah, exactly. So that's what this is about, finding that thing that you can marry both making the money, but also what is your passion? What, is, what do you want to make good in the world? Does that make sense? Yes. Like I said, you're looking at it. I love hearing people's stories. I love just, you know, meeting new people and just talking with them. Yeah. So 
That's why I created this BuddyCast. There you go. So I'm going to pull a second card. So that's kind of kind of the foundation, kind of your past. Uh, I'm kind of doing this in a past, present, future kind of way. Uh, but it's a little bit different as in when we get to the future card, it's not going to be the this is what your future holds. But it's going to be more along the lines of if things are going this way and given everything that we've already talked about, this is the future. This is a possibility of future things. So, but if we look more at the second card, this is your, your present. And, and getting it right here, <laughs> going left, going right. So this is a different suit. This is the swords and specifically the seven of swords. So the swords, this is more about your, your mental energy. We were talking more about your heart before. This is more about figuring things out kind of logically and using more of that side of your, your mind. And it's also, if we think about swords, what, what kind of things come to your mind with swords? Like knights, fighting, um, defense. Like your swords yeah. are always used to like slay a dragon or like used in a duel or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. So this idea of, of figuring out those metaphorical dragons that you have, those, those things, those obstacles that are in your way. And how do you, how do you get over them? How do you defeat them? How do you win against them? Right. We take, we take that sword, that mental energy of the sword and we, we, we fight against it. We, we, we use our courage. You used the word knight earlier. And whenever I think of a knight, I think of courage. I think of somebody who is courageous and who has, not that they're not afraid, but that you can look past that fear or use that the energy that you have to 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 succeed. And so seven is in tarot and numerology, it's it's about victory. If we think about this idea of the seven, and again, you holding it up here. We've got the seven of swords. It's it's this idea of being victorious and being secure in having what you are going after. And so whether it's whether it is this idea of, okay, I have a very firm idea of what I want to accomplish in life with 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 my passion with the love energy that I have to put out into the world. Now, how do I do that? How do I take that courageous step and say, I'm taking that next step and I'm, I'm being with the idea of having victory in mind of, yes, it, it will be successful. It will, because if you go into something with saying, no, it'll just, it won't work out. It's not going to, it's not going to work. All these other things are getting, get it in the way. You're, you're going in with a defeated attitude already and it's not going to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. So, but if you go in with that more courageous and yes, I have this good firm plan in mind and I know that this is my passion. This is wanting to do good in the world, right? Wanting mm -hmm. to be, spread more kindness, wanting to spread more love and, and to do good things in the world that's that's a laudable thing of course and but having that as sort of your your bedrock and your your backbone and then saying yes i i can do this i can make this happen that's that's sort of the mental energy that will help to make this more of a reality does that make sense absolutely all it's all right. about like like kind of like what I said earlier, all about the passion, all about like the mindset, the like, like you said earlier, if you go in thinking like, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, like, I'm just going to try it. I doubt it's going to work, but hey, it's worth a shot. Then that's like throwing in the towel before you even started where, you yeah. know. Yeah. And again, if, if, if you're going into a situation where you're going to come up against obstacles, you, you already know that, you know, things are not going to be as easy as they could be, you, you want to be prepared. You want to say, okay, this is still my passion. This is still what I want to do. These, I still want to put out this good into the world. How do I do that? 
how do I don't look at it as the, I heard something recently that was kind of interesting. Some people look at the end goal in mind and keep their eye on that. And some people look at only the obstacles that are in their way to, to getting the goal. And so you don't want to ignore the obstacles. You want to say, okay, the obstacle is there, but I still want to get to the end goal. I still want to make good in the world. So how do I get past this obstacle? How do I, do I need to talk to other people to help me out? Do I need to change up my plans? We talked earlier about the page being this person who is just figuring things out and trying and testing new things. It's one of those, well, okay, that didn't work. Maybe I need to try something a little bit different. Maybe why didn't that work? Was it something that I did? Was it something that got in my way? Um, and trying to figure it out and saying, okay, once I have an idea of why it didn't work, how do I make it work? How do I get past that obstacle? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Learning by failure and keep moving forward. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to pull one last card here. And we're back to the, the cups again. And this is specifically the Eight of Cups. So Eight in, in this, in Tarot and numerology, we're, we're talking about this idea of rhythm. If we think about an Eight, you see, we see how it has that sort of very rhythmic uh, circular pattern to it. If we turn it on its side, that's a, it's an infinity symbol, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it, it doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. It's this idea of a cycle, a rhythm. Um, the other thing is, again, about vibration. It's about this idea of getting into the right vibration. And we've already talked about that a little bit. It's how do you get into the right mindset? How do you get into the right vibration to be successful at what you want to do? And it's having that, that positive attitude as opposed to the defeatist oh, it's just not going to work out. You don't want to have that. You want to have the, yeah, I can do this. I can make this happen. I know this is good for the world. And spreading love, spreading cheer, spreading joy, spreading more kindness, that's a good thing. We, we want to encourage being able to do that. And so finding that right balance of, because I, I don't want to say that things won't ever look bad but you don't want to or obstacles won't get in your way that that's what i'm trying to say i don't want to say that things are always going to be rosy and and wonderful um they may be you may be one of the lucky million in the world that that happens but more often than not things are going to get in the way and you want to have that mindset of you know i i can do this i can make things happen i can get into the right vibration I can understand that the universe wants goodness and kindness in it. Does that make sense for you? It's like my favorite uh, fictional boxer says, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. There you go. See, exactly. That's, that's a good mindset as far as, yeah, life's going to knock us down sometimes, but it's, again, it's, it's a matter of, of getting back up and saying, okay, that didn't work or, yeah. Hey, I didn't expect that to happen. What, what can I do differently? Round and two. I'm sorry. Round two. Exactly. Exactly. Just round one. Isn't the end of the game. Um, it's again, going back to that page of cups. If you have that, that, that sort of beginner's mindset of trying things out and saying, okay, that didn't work. Well, let me try something different. Let me try something new. And learning from your past and learning from, hey, that didn't work. But I got back up and I tried something different. I would venture to guess that when you started BuddyCast, there were things that you, you thought about trying and maybe tried and they didn't work and you had to adjust. Am I, am I right there? Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, 
I'm sorry? And it's still a growing show. It's still, we're still making improvements. We're still learning from things. Like I've watched past episodes and you ever have those moments where you watch yourself on film, like, you know, doing like a, like a magic set or like a com. you know, I do stand up comedy and you're your own critic as, or you're, you're your worst critic, as they say, you know? Absolutely. Something going, what was I thinking on there? What, what, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? Like, or like you're criticizing your body language. Like you're like, what I look like this on there. Like I just, you know, so yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally relate to that idea of being your, your own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And again, that's going back to that, that mindset we can have, you can have a whole lot of different mindsets, but, there are two different extremes. You can have that very critical mindset of, wow, I look horrible on camera and why did I wear that yellow shirt and that tie does not go with that shirt. What am I doing? Or I can go, you know, maybe yellow wasn't the best choice. And I'm not saying I actually feel that way. What I'm saying is, okay, that was something I tried out and it didn't go exactly the way I planned. Maybe I'll do something different next time. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the idea is not giving up saying, OK, I can do this that, and always having that that idea in mind of, yes, what is my end goal? The end goal is something positive, something good in the world that I want to contribute. And how do I get it there? How do I make that happen? Mm-hmm. Again, going back, yep. Again, going back to my favorite fictional boxer, I didn't hear no bell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I, I think that's a very good way of, of putting it, this, this idea of it's not over. Mm-hmm. Okay, that didn't work out. So try something new, try something different. And I'm not saying that that's an easy thing always. Of course, it's not. But if you can just remember that, even in the back of your mind, when things are going, maybe not the best, or obstacles are coming up. If you can just keep in the back of your mind, hey, I've got this. This is just an obstacle that I can get over. I can get through. I just need to figure it out. And again, it may be figuring it out yourself, trying something new. It may be reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, help me out here. Um, yeah. Just always having that that positive attitude of it's not over. This is just an obstacle. I'm still on my, on the path that I, I want to be on. And the good that I want to bring to the world is still within reach. It's still mm-hmm. a possibility. Yep. Like one of my favorite singers say, or like, like one of my favorite singers says, I'm still standing. There you go. You know? hey. I kind of wish I had, I, I kind of wish I had all of those different th- sayings and thoughts that were in, in my mind. I am, I, I don't, I, I like that strategy of, you know, I can pull out these, these, these affirmations, these, these positive things. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. that. And I like that you have those that readily that come to mind. Um, and it, it's not all of the, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I, I like the very. For me, it's a form it seems, of, yeah, it's a form of learning and understanding. Like if you can relate it to some, cause I'm like a visual guy, like I'm, you know, I took that test in college about like how you learn best, you know, there's vision, there's um, hearing, there's tactics, like some people are visionaries, like if they see how it's done, they can do it. If they're explained how it's done, then they can do it. Or if they like make tactics, like, okay, this to this, this to this type of deal, like instructional or something. And I'm definitely a visual guy. So just creating that vision in my head or like making that analogy of like, like you said, you know, when you're explaining a tar- when you're explaining a tarot card and saying like, you know, this means that like, yeah, you've had obstacles, but you're not done with them. Like you're not, you're not letting them get you down. You're not, you know, they're just obstacles. They're just things that you're going to eventually climb and get over. They don't mean you're going to get defeated or something. I relate that to like some, I relate that to motivation. When I think of motivation, I think of Rocky, my favorite movie. I think of, you know, just all the sayings that have gotten me to where I am today, like how even in times of turmoil, even in times when it really does look like we've been beaten down, when it looks like we've hit rock bottom or we've, you know, almost just we're laying on the ground, we're laying on that dusty ground, just thinking like, why me? Like, 
this is like almost thinking, why should I go any further? Why should I continue this? Like, I'm just going to end up here again. So what's the difference? It's honestly looking up like, uh, like one of my favorite motivational speakers, I think it was Les Brown said, you know, when life knocks you down, if you can look up, then you can get up. Yeah. I like that. Yep. And it's all, it's all the, it's all where we look, right? It's all where we are. Where exactly. our focus is, it's where we are paying attention. So we're paying mm. attention to the, the, yes, I can, yes, I, this is an obstacle and I can defeat it. That's one thing. If you're looking at it as in, well, this is the end, then it may be. But if you are able to look at it and say, no, I can get through this, then, then you can. Exactly. Like, a, like in my favorite motivational speaking or motivational speaking. You can either hear that bell and go, well, that's it. It's over. Oh, you can hear that bell. Take a small little break, get some water, and go down two. There you go. Yeah, who said that was the end, right? Uh-huh. I didn't hear no bell. Come <laughs> around. Excellent. Well, do you have any other further questions about this reading or anything that it came brought to mind? I believe that it, if you I believe that's it. If you can give our audience just again another way of I got a refresher of contacting you for those who may have just tuned on or, you know, want to learn more about you. That'd be excellent. Sure. Uh, again, uh, Facebook, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Just uh, search Bauer Western. As far as I know, I'm the only one on there. Um, thank you, mom and dad, for giving me a very unique name. And then um, you can email me, uh, Bauer Western Tarot, T-A-R-O-T, at gmail.com is another way if you send me there i will get back in touch with you about doing a reading all righty well thank you so much buddy you are an official buddy here on buddy cast you can ask getting an ad right here it's one of the highest honors that you can get it's almost like being knighted you know <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'm honored thank you so much yeah. Nick. thank you for being on the show thank you ed and kenton for helping me out you guys made the, you guys you know always you guys, a pleasure you guys are my buddies so these guys are actually, I consider these guys consultants, you know? <laughs> have, you ever, them and, have you ever heard of uh, Chris Heron? Um, I, I, I know of him. I, I don't think we have really met officially yet, but I know of him. I'll have to put you in contact with him. He's a good buddy, and he has his own show, too. I think you'd be an excellent host or guest for him. So, yeah. All righty. For all my buddies out there. Thank you, number one. Thank you so much for joining us here on BuddyCast. Thanks for being a buddy. And for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Bauer, or as I called him earlier, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you again. I'll answer to almost anything. <laughs> all right. And as I always end on every show, I want you to do me one favor tonight. Okay. Go be someone's buddy. We will catch you all here next time on your favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before.